Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Were you unable to catch the show this morning? Don't worry. We've got you covered. This is the Mark and Jess Replay. Enjoy. On Monday, Jess and I were texting back and forth, just catching up, and she said to me that she's uh, ready to catch up over the phone. I haven't talked to her over the phone in a long time, and I said, okay, I'm up for that too, but I'll leave the ball in your court. You have a newborn. You tell me when you're ready for me to call you, and she texted me this morning and said she's ready for a call, so let's... Let's give her a call and see how things are going. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I got a six-hour stretch of sleep, so I'm like as wide awake as I've been in two weeks. Okay, that's good. It doesn't sound (laughs) like it, though. That's because I'm trying to be quiet because Drew might not be so wide awake. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, you guys have had Hallie at home now. Um, well, she was born on August 1st, and today is August 16th, so it's been yeah. a couple of weeks. How has the adjustment to to having a newborn in your life been going? I was thinking, like, it, it, it's been tough. It has been the biggest mm-hmm. learning curve of my whole life. But I thought back to when you guys had Niall, mm-hmm. and, like, it was a day after he was born and you were sending pictures and texting everybody and just seemed to have it so together and I was like I don't know how he did that because uh, it took us a real while to get into a swing of things that's for sure I was just fa- I was just faking it I think and it's funny you say that because I feel like you guys and understandably just kind of like fell off the map and I didn't hear from you and I was even saying on the radio I'm like I don't want to text you because I don't want to annoy you. I'm just like, I'm going to wait until I kind of hear from Jess to see if she's had the baby or not. Um, Obviously, you were just focused on that and not worrying about texting or calling people. Yeah. So we, well, the whole thing was that I had to be induced at the Mm -hmm. end. So like my, when that started, that was on Sunday, July 30th. And then I didn't have Hallie till Tuesday, August 1st at like 11 at night. So it was two days of driving back and forth to the hospital. Like, is this it? Oh, no. Is this it? Oh, no. So Like so many people knew I was getting induced. And then that made it worse because everybody was texting me. They all knew it should be happening. And it was just so crazy because... Um, the induction was going well and then we had to go in for an emergency c-section so then we're just kind of trying to figure that out and then hallie ended up in nicu for a night um just because she pooped in me which is why we had to go for an emergency (laughs) yeah yeah, what babies do and she swallowed a bit of that so they just had to take her for precaution um but we were just trying to figure it all out and then on top of that my brother and sister added another layer where we didn't know the gender and they didn't want to know anything about the baby until they met her so then we didn't want to tell anybody because we didn't want it to 
get out right. <laughs> before they met her. So there was just so many layers to it. And I thought it was going to go different. It, it didn't. But Everyone's doing good now, right? You guys are all good at home? Oh, yeah. We're doing really, really well at home, kind of figuring out this whole eating thing. Drew went back to work this week, so that's been an adjustment too. Mm-hmm. Let me ask yeah. you this because there's one thing that pops into my head, but what's um, something that you've learned so far in the couple of weeks that you didn't expect? Like, for example, for me, it was the amount of laundry that we had to do with a newborn. I'm like, this is never ending. It's outrageous. I feel like we don't have to do that much laundry. I thought it was going to be way worse. Maybe maybe it's just because maybe it's just because we weren't putting the diapers on right and I was just having blowouts left and right. I don't know. But what's something like that that you've learned in the couple of weeks that uh, you didn't expect? Um, I don't know. I was really I was expecting a lot of it, like the crying and the mm-hmm. the diapers and everything. Um, I would say though, like people say how tired you're gonna be and kind of you always roll your eyes at the whole sleep when the baby sleeps thing. But I wish I I could sleep more like I'm just mm-hmm. so tired all the time I think you can never prepare yourself for how tired you're gonna be no and I think that just continues even into like we're into month nine and if you talk to Casey she's still tired and even if she even if Niall gets a good stretch of sleep she still wakes up tired I think that's just part of being a parent is just constant tiredness well um, yeah because like Hallie, well, this was crazy because like she slept for six hours last mm-hmm. night and the first, that's the second time she's done it. The first time she did it, I woke up so terrified. Oh, yeah. I was like, they're not supposed to sleep this long. And then I'm calling my mom at three in the morning to make sure the baby's okay. <laughs> and she was like, go to sleep. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. But you're right. That first time you're like, oh my God, no, this isn't good. You can't sleep. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that you, because we talked uh, earlier in the week and you said that you would text me to let me know like when a good time to chat would be and it's funny. She gets a six hour stretch. You're like, oh yeah, this is, I'm feeling good. Let's let's catch up. So this yeah. has been good to catch up because I do miss you at work. Uh, our listeners miss you too. So it's good to catch up. We'll do this kind of uh, more as, uh, as the year goes on. Definitely. Okay, good catching up. Okay, bye. bye. You're listening to the Mark and Jess Replay. A story's been developing around Michael Orr. So he's the guy that the movie The Blind Side was based on. Remember that movie with Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw? Fantastic flick, right? Anyway, his name is Michael Orr. And uh, the story goes that the Tuies, who Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw play, adopted him. But now he's claiming just recently that when he turned 18, he didn't sign adoption papers. He actually signed conservatorship papers, meaning that the Tuies could make business deals and make money off of him. In fact, he's claiming that they made millions off of the Blindside movie where he didn't make anything. It's just whole thing it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out but anyway Sandra Bullock ended up winning an Oscar for her role in that movie because she was fantastic in it and now people are calling for her Oscar to be pulled now I don't know if people I'm sure some people are 100% serious I'm sure other people are just trolling and trying to fire people up online but I'm sure some people are being serious when they say and they think that Sandra Bullock should have her Oscar pulled, which is ridiculous. Why? She earned that Oscar 
And she had nothing to do with this stuff that Michael Orr is claiming. It's the Tuies. It's that family. She just played the mom. So in no world should she have her Oscar pulled because of that. She didn't know what was going on. She just saw this story and it's this feel-good story. And she played the character well, not knowing what actually you know, happened between Michael Orr and this family. Just some takes on social media are so outrageous. Like this one. You're listening to the Mark and Jess replay. You know, when it comes to companies and them firing someone or parting ways with someone, if it's like a high profile person, they'll put out a statement. The reason I'm bringing this up is because the Edmonton Elks uh, parted ways with their president, Victor Koo. And I always, well, not always, I was thinking about it yesterday. They always put out positive statements when it's a high profile person, right? They always say, like, uh, thank you to this person for their dedication over the years. We will miss them tremendously, whatever, this and that. I'm like, you know, it would be nice if companies just straight up said why they parted ways with someone. If they were 100% honest. Like, if a company had this as a statement when parting ways with someone. Barry was a real piece of sh- He never replaced the water cooler jug, and he also gave Tracy's dog a piece of chocolate. The dog had to go to the vet. But thankfully, she was okay. Finally, Barry spoiled many TV shows for us here at the office, including Game of Thrones. That was unforgivable, and we're all glad to see him go. We will not be commenting further on Barry's departure. The Mark and Jess replay. Margot Robbie, who played Barbie in the Barbie movie has been offered a pile of money to sell photos of her feet online. So this popular creator on Fun With Feet, a platform where people can buy and sell their feet pictures, Liz has reached out, I guess, to Margot Robbie, said like, hey, let's collaborate. Let's, you know, let's get something going here. And it sounds like the website is offering her an upfront bonus of... Almost $430,000. That's Canadian dollars. And then plus, she would make money per picture, which she would sell a lot. She's, of course, not going to do it. She doesn't need the money, but oh my goodness. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. You know, times are tough right now. We all got to do what we got to do to earn some money. I would seriously consider doing this. I wonder what kind of money I could make. I mean, there's got to be a market for feet with ingrown toenails and bunions. There's got to be. You're listening to the Mark and Jess replay. This might be one of my favorite news clips of all time. I'm not even going to explain it. I'm just going to play it. The first anti-rat day of action was held in Harlem. We've had rats the size of Crocs. Just running up and down the street like a croc shoe, an average size eight, running up and down the street. Rats need food, water, and shelter to survive. Today, we're going to cut off their food source and reduce their habitat. Take away the places they can live. So, yeah, they had an anti-rat day. A couple of things about that clip. I love the first lady where she's comparing the size of the rats to Crocs and saying, like, listen, not a small pair, an average size, a size eight. It's a big rat. And then the end, 
she's so like intense about it. I'm like it sounds like they're going to war with the rats, and we have to make it sound a little more intense. Today, we're going to cut off their food source and reduce their habitat. Take away the places they can live. You're listening to the Mark and Jess replay. I don't follow the royal family. The only thing that I was sort of interested in was when Kate Middleton and Prince William got married. But anyway, I saw this. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so Prince Harry and Prince William don't have a great relationship. It's a bit rocky. And according to reports, Kate Middleton has been calling Prince Harry in private trying to mend the rocky relationship between him and his brother, Prince William. That's what the reports are saying. But what if she's actually calling him to get help with her crosswords? Harry! I'm just calling to get some help on my crossword. Three letters, hunting dog for short. Ah, yes, Lab, thank you very much. You're listening to the Mark and Jess replay. I saw this meme on Facebook. It said, frugal man peels bananas before weighing them to save money. So it appears that this guy is just about to pay. He peels the bananas puts them back in the bag, weighs them, and then saves some money. It's kind of similar to what my grandma does. God bless her, 96 years old. (laughs) And whenever my mom takes her for groceries, my mom will often send a picture showing my grandma doing this. So when she's purchasing bananas, what she does is she'll go, she'll grab the banana, she'll peel off the stem of the banana, and then take them that way to save what would be probably cents. But it's saving her money. This is the same lady that when I went to her place one time over the last, I don't know, couple of years, she had in her freezer probably 50 little small creamers. Tons. Does she drink creamer in her coffee? No. When you go over to her place, does she offer you coffee? No. It's just an old person thing to do, hey? That's why restaurants don't have the peanut butter and jam out on the tables anymore. Because the old people go there and take all of them. The Replay with Mark and Jess. You know how people talk about how it's awkward to walk back after bowling a ball? Like, it's not awkward grabbing the ball and walking up to the lane and then bowling. It's the walk back. Why is that? Is it because people are looking at you? You don't know what to do with your hands? Are you, are you going to high five someone or not? And yeah, it's just, it's awkward. I think this is up there with an awkward walk. Crossing a crosswalk when it's just you on a busy street. For example, yesterday, Casey and I were out and we saw this person crossing Broad Street. Broad and Victoria Avenue. I'm like, that's a, is that kind of, or is it just me getting in my own head? But you're walking across the crosswalk. You're thinking, is everybody in their vehicle just looking at me right now? Being like, look at this silly goose walking across the crosswalk with ugly shoes and a stupid shirt and ugly pants. Well, I don't think people are that rude. But you know, is it awkward crossing a crosswalk? I think so. As I'm saying that, people are crossing the crosswalk right now. 
Yeah. No, they're actually not looking too awkward. They're doing pretty good out there. But I don't know. I just feel awkward when I cross a crosswalk. I think I feel more awkward. No, I was going to say, I think I feel more awkward doing that than than the bowling. But no, the bowling is is quite awkward. The Replay with Mark and Jess. This was a thing until just today. A golden anniversary is a celebration of the 50th year of something, especially a marriage. Didn't know that. Anyway, Lee Wilson is a farmer down in Kansas, and he surprised his wife for their golden anniversary, their 50th marriage anniversary. He started this project back in May. He planted 1.2 million sunflowers in, in his field. With the help of his son, which is wild. That 1.2 million? And anyway, that was his gift to his wife, Renee. What a sweet gift. What a move by this guy. Making the rest of us look bad, you know? And now, not only has Renee been able to enjoy these sunflowers, but people can see it from a highway nearby. So, so many people have been pulling over and taking in these sunflowers, taking pictures, videos. Just very sweet. Tell me something good. You actually made it through the entire podcast. That's incredible. Catch the show live from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every weekday on Play 92 or listen to the replay on your favorite podcast app.